I see in the Spirit. Holy Spirit, come, just hover on your people right now. And Lord, I ask that your Spirit would wash from the crown of their head right down through their body. And Lord, I ask that the, the stuff of this week, all the stress, all the aggravation, all the conflict, all the pain, that it would just wash down. Lord, it would just drain out of each body. Lord, I pray that it would wash from their minds. And Lord, I pray that the heaviness from their hearts would be released. Lord, I pray that the aggravation, the turmoil, agita in their stomach, that it would just wash away. Lord, let it just drain down their legs, out their feet. I ask that the peace, your peace, Lord, would rest on your, on your people. So I just speak over you, your body, your soul, your spirit. Receive the peace of Jesus. Be at peace. Be calm. Be at rest. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Why don't you guys be seated? Thank you, guys. That was good today. I appreciate it. Thanks for jumping in for me. Let's take up an offering and have a couple of ushers come forward. Let's pray. Lord, bless this offering. Multiply it. Use it to bring glory to your name and to advance your kingdom. Amen? Amen. Thank you for giving. Just a few announcements as we get started. we got a bunch of stuff going on this week. On Tuesdays uh, in the morning, there is prayer at 10 o'clock at Ginny's house, 10 a.m. On Tuesday nights, we've been doing the Art of Hearing God course. Nadine and I have been teaching it. If you've wanted to take that class and you've already missed the first two sessions, this would be the last week you could you could jump in. So if you haven't taken it and you still want to, you can come this Wednesday. Um, if you've never taken the class before, um, there is a fee for the manual. And it's a $50 fee. So we do have a few manuals left. If you'd like one, just bring a check with you on Tuesday. And uh, you can join us. If you've already taken the audit here in God and you'd like to sit in, you'd like to audit the class, um, and you have your own book, you're welcome to do that. Wednesdays is the food pantry at 6 o'clock. We go to about 7.30 with that. Um, last couple of Wednesday nights, we've done classic movie night. The ladies had a blast this past week. I was in my office, heard lots of laughing. Um, they're going to take this Wednesday off, and the following Wednesday, the 24th, there'll be another movie, and it is Cary Grant with My Favorite Wife, so... There's no, no comment, no comment. I don't pick the movies. But they do seem to be a whole bunch of fun. So it'll be not this Wednesday, but the following. Thursday nights we've been doing the men's group. Boy, that's been good. Guys, I appreciate you coming out. We've been having some good discussions. We've been doing Band of Brothers. We've been watching the video series Band of Brothers, and... Um, and then uh, just discussing it for a while afterwards. So that'll be Thursday night uh, at 8 o'clock. We'll be watching the third episode this week. Prayer Friday nights at 8 p.m. 
youth group Saturday 7:30. That's here. Um, the uh, the website's up and running. If you haven't been to our new website, uh, thebridgelongisland.com, and there's a calendar on there. We've been updating that regularly. So if you want to know what's going on, there's lots of information there. Um, Sunday mornings we have prayer from 9 to 10 in the prayer room. Boy, it's just been a hot spot in the spirit on Sunday morning if you can join us for that. Uh, today after the service, uh, Lori has a, a, a meeting for teachers. Did you want to say anything about that? We're just meeting here when the service is over for Sunday school teachers. And um, at 3 o'clock at Ginny's house, there's going to be a party for Anna. Where's Anna? There she is. Celebrate her citizenship. I don't see Ginny, but I did see Jen is around here. If you need directions or address, you can, you can see Jen. I miss any announcements? I cover everything? All right, cool. Open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. I've been doing a series of messages entitled Live Love. And I'm going to continue that series today. My first message on live love, we looked at 1 Corinthians 13. I answered a couple of questions. What does it mean to live love and how do we do it? In the second message on live love, we looked at John chapter 15, that text on the vine and the branches. And um, we looked at um, a, a couple of different paradigms. There's different ways of looking at that text. We can look at that text from the context of, of fruitfulness or from relationship and really is a pretty significant difference in how you view that. And we talked about the importance of a relationship with God and abiding, remaining uh, in relationship with Him. I told you that week that the most loving act in all of human history was also the most liberating act in all of human history, and that's the cross. And that it's difficult, if not impossible, to be people who live love without freedom. And we need to be free. Last week we looked at forgiveness. And my third in the series on live love. We took a look at the parable of the unmerciful servant in Matthew 18. I told you that harboring for a Christian, harboring unforgiveness in our hearts based on that text is one of the most dangerous things that we could ever do. We looked at what forgiveness was and what it wasn't. And I told you that forgiveness is where living love becomes real. That's where the rubber meets the road. I found a great quote from uh, the Welsh poet and priest from the 1600s, George Herbert, who said that he who cannot forgive breaks the bridge over which he himself must pass. Let me say that again. He who cannot forgive breaks the bridge over which he himself must pass. And I really felt, I really believe that that's a clear word from God for us. That if we can't forgive, if we choose not to forgive, this bridge will be broken. Unforgiveness breaks the church. I challenge you, I challenge you pretty hard to forgive. Today I want to have my fourth in the series on live love. And I want to look at the dimensions of love. That Jesus' love is wide enough, and it's long enough, and it's high enough, and it's deep enough for you. We'll be looking at that from Ephesians 3. So if you open there, I'm going to begin reading in verse 14. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus. He prays for them and he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, 
from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Oh Lord, I pray that we would have that knowledge, that we would know it, that we would experientially, personally know the height and the width and the length and the depth of your love. And Lord, I pray that your spirit would be here today, that we would experience it in a very real way. In Jesus' name, amen. So I got two brothers. I'm the oldest of four kids. I have two brothers, and there's less than three years between us. And growing up in Brooklyn, the three of us shared the same bedroom. Three boys in one bedroom. During those teenage years, my father said that he would, he would pass by our bedroom and the door was open. He said, between the dirty laundry and the gym socks, it would buckle his knees. <laughs> you can imagine, three, three boys in one room. And, and we were energy-filled, energetic, active boys. We would play hard. We would fight hard. Now, you put three boys in one room, and we would have pillow fights. But these were extreme pillow fights. This wasn't like taking a big fluffy pillow and going, boom, I hit you. No, no, no. That wasn't nearly good enough. We would take our pillowcases and we'd take the pillow and we'd stuff it as far down into one end of the pillow as we could. And then we'd hold the pillowcase by the end. Now you got a weapon. Now we're talking pillow fight, right? So it would be the three of us in the room. So you got to be watching at any, from any angle. Somebody's going to hit you. And so you'd swing this thing and you hit one another. Now, if you really got a good shot in, somebody was maybe one brother was looking at the other brother, you can nail him in the head. I mean, like right in the head with this pillow, even though it's a pillow, it would buckle his knees. I mean, it would just about take him out. You would be dazed, okay? And as soon as the other two seen that one was dazed, boom, you jump right on him, right? <laughs> boom, 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 and you just keep hitting him. Yeah. Isn't that what life feels like sometimes? You ever feel that way? You ever feel like you got nailed in the head and you're dizzy and you can't see straight and you're doing the best you can to get your feet back under you and the next thing you know, boom, 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 you're getting hit again and again from all different sides? I've kind of felt in the spirit like that's where some of you guys have been this week. Like that's what the week has been for you, you know? Somebody's got that pillowcase, and just when you weren't looking, wham! You got slapped upside the head. And you got hit again and again and again. And man, I'm sorry if you've had that kind of week. My heart just goes out to you. And so I want to encourage you today. I really, my heart, my heart for you, my pastor's heart, my papa's heart, is that I want to encourage you today. I want to put courage in you so that you can continue on the journey. In verse 18, Paul, said, Paul prays that we would have power to grasp. He prays that we would have power to grasp, to be able to take hold of the width, the length, the height, and the depth 
of Jesus' love for us. And I want that for you. Now look, there are some of you in this group, I know that you really enjoy doing um, deep Bible study. If you're looking for a place to do, some, to do some treasure hunting in the Scripture, I mean to dig deep and just mine out you know, just precious gems, just gold from the Scripture, just take these few verses from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and 19, and just dig and dig and dig. I promise you, you will just find a rich wealth of truth and life in the Spirit in these verses for you. Today, I'm just going to kind of skim the surface. I'm not going to do the deep study, but there, there is such deep stuff here. So for those of you who really enjoy doing that, dig deep and enjoy. <clears throat> but I'm just, I'm just fascinated by this concept of the, the width of God's love, the length of His love, the height and the depth of his love. And I'm fascinated by it because I know, this I know, that I can only give away what I've got. If I don't have it, I can't give it, right? I can only love other people the way that I've been loved. And if I know anything about what God's called us to do here as a church, he has called us to be a people who live love. If we're going to be a people who live love, then we have to be a people who've received love. We, have, we will love other people the way we've been loved. And the reality is, there are people in our life who should have loved us. Instead, they had that pillow in their hand, and wham! They're the ones who whacked us upside the head. We need to be able to go to our Heavenly Father and receive perfect love. We need to be able to encounter Jesus and experience the width and the length and the height and the depth of his love so that we could be a people who give away what he's given to us. It will help you to live love if you understand how you've been loved. And by God, you have been loved extravagantly. So I, wanna, I just want to encourage you with some of that truth today. First point I have, Jesus' love is wide enough. It's an inclusive love. It's an all-inclusive inclusive love. Galatians 3 tells us that his love is wide enough to include men, include women, include, include slaves, include free people, include Jews and Gentiles. In that day, that was everybody, okay? No matter what status you are in life, no matter what position you held, no matter what your theology was, his love was wide enough to include you. It's a world-wide love. With his blood, Jesus purchased men and women from every tribe, from every tongue, and from every nation, according to Revelation chapter 5. It's an unconditional love. His love is so wide. The Father's love for you is so wide, it is without condition. Romans 5.8 tells us that, but God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's amazing. Sinner or saint, Jesus' love for you is wide enough. While you were still on the other team, while you were still playing for the other side, while you were yet his enemy, 
Well, you are in that condition. From that place. Jesus demonstrated his love for you. The Father demonstrated his love for you. He did it with a total sacrifice. If that's how he felt about you when you were his enemy, how do you think he feels about you now that you're his son and his daughter? Could his love be any less? No, it can't be any less. It was without condition then. His love for you is without condition now. I think I said this, I, I said this last week. But here is where the rub is for too many of us. Scripture tells us that God made man in his image, right? And too many of us have made God in man's image. And that man looks a whole lot like our father's. And it's not a pretty picture. If you had a good dad, I am so happy for you. But unfortunately, for too many of us, it's the exception and not the rule. Your heavenly father, he's a good dad. He's a really good dad. He loves you extravagantly. He loves you unconditionally. Even when your position was that of an enemy against him, he made the unbelievable sacrifice of sending Jesus as a demonstration of his love. His love is wide enough. My second point is this, is that his love is long enough. It lasts forever. It's an enduring love. It's a persevering love. It's extended throughout the ages. It includes your past, your present, and your future. It doesn't matter. His love is not um, impacted or affected by how dark your past was. His love is not modified by how painful your present is. His, his love is unchanged by how hopeless you may feel your future is. Jeremiah 31, 3 says this. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love, with loving kindness I have drawn you. And no matter where you are today, still, it's by his love that he's drawing you and drawing you and drawing you. I don't care how long it's been. Maybe you walked with him at one time and you feel like you and God are strangers right now. I don't care how long it's been. This is what he says in Hebrews 13.5. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's the kind of love he has. It's a persevering love. It's an enduring love. It's a love that lasts a long, long time. Never will he leave you. Never will he forsake you. You know, in the scripture, that is both a promise <laughs> and a threat. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. It's an unforgettable love. Jeremiah 49, 15 and 16 says this, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion for the child she's born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. And the engraving tool was nails driven into a Roman cross. That's the kind of love he has for you. It's long enough. It stretches from this end of the cross to this end of the cross. And it's nailed there. He will never forget you. He's never forgotten you. It may feel that way. The circumstances of life may be lying to you and telling you that. 
But this is what the Word of God says, and it's true. He will never forget you. He can't forget you. When he was nailed to the cross, he was remembering you. He engraved you on the palm of his hand. His love is high enough. It's a strong love. It's a mighty love. It's a powerful love. We looked at 1 Corinthians 13 a few weeks ago, and this is what it, te- it says about love. It always protects. That's a high standard. It always trusts. It always hopes. God is always hoping the best in you. It always perseveres. And if that isn't high enough for you, this is what it says in verse 8. That love never fails. The love of God for you, his love for you never, ever fails. Never. It's a fearless love. The strength of this love is fearless. 1 John 4, 18 tells us that there's no fear in love. The perfect love casts out fear. And it is indeed absolutely an all-powerful love. How do I know that? Because in 1 John 4, 16, this is what it says. God is love. And there's no greater power. No greater power than that. So it's wide enough. Jesus' love is long enough. Jesus' love is high enough. And his love is deep enough. On Tuesday night, when Nadine was teaching at the, the Art of Hearing God, she was doing a section called The Dark Night of the Soul. And she, she did a quote from, from the movie The Hiding Place on the life of Corey Timboom. Corey and her sister were, Betsy, were in Nazi concentration camp. Horrendous condition. And on her deathbed, Betsy says to her sister Corey, as they're both in this concentration camp, she says, there is no pit so deep that God's not deeper still. There's no pit so deep that God's not deeper still. The love of God is deep. His love for you is deep. Maybe you've been in low places. I don't care how low it's been. I don't care how low you've gone. I don't care what gutter you've decided to live in. The love of God is deeper still. It's deeper still. His love is inescapable. Psalm 139, verse 7 and 8 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, You are there. It's an inescapable love. You cannot run from him. Maybe maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe that's what I'm sensing in the spirit. Maybe you've been running from him. It's an inescapable love. He will find you no matter where you go. No matter how high. No matter how far. No matter how deep. It's an inseparable love. Once he loves you, he never lets you go. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what you're up against, it's an inseparable love. Romans 8, 
verses 35 to 39 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, shall hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or the sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who what? Who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future or any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from his love. There's nothing you can do. Listen to me. There is nothing you can do. There's nothing you can encounter that can separate him, can separate you from his love. It's crystal clear on the word. I don't care what translation you use. I don't care how deep you go into the Greek. You cannot be separated from his love. The Father loves you. He loves you right where you are. He loves you in the condition you're in today. He loves you in your best day. He loves you on your worst day. I mean, isn't that the vows we make in, in marriage? Right? For better or for worse. In sickness and in health. Rich or poor. Till death do us part. That's the type of love he has. Even though wives have failed you. Even though husbands have not kept that vow. Listen. He will not lie. He doesn't break his promises. He's faithful to fulfill every one of them. And his love for you, it's an inseparable love. Listen to me. Don't judge the love of God by your circumstances. Don't judge the love of God by your circumstances. Judge your circumstances in light of the extravagant love that God has for you. I know that some of you have gone through difficult circumstances. I've gone through difficult circumstances too. But truly there is no pit so deep that he's not deeper still. He has loved us extravagantly. John 3.16. Everybody knows that verse. For God so what? He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. God has loved you extravagantly. Amen? Would you get that thing ready? He has loved you extravagantly. Yeah, you. He loves you extravagantly. Right where you are. He loves you extravagantly today. I don't care what you did last night. I don't care what you did this morning. I don't care what was done to you this week. It has not changed his love for you one little bit. His love for you is the same on your best day as it is on your worst day. His love for you is wide enough, it's long enough, it's high enough, and it's deep enough. My friends, be encouraged today. Be encouraged today. Bridge, Long Island, be encouraged today. My prayer for you today is that you would begin to grasp the dimensions of that love. 
that you would know the dimensions of his love for you. And having known the dimensions of his love for you, that you'd be able to live the dimensions of that love. And so, a song this week, sung by Kim Walker, How He Loves Us, really ministered to me. And I'd really like it to minister to you, and then let's, let's see what the Holy Spirit does. Can you play that? I think most of you know this song. Let's put it up nice and loud. I want to feel it as much as I see it. Lord, let your love go forth this morning. Let the reality of how you love us wash over your feet. Jealous for me Love's like a hurricane I am a tree Bending beneath The weight of his wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us so. like a hurricane I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy when all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me And oh, how He loves us so Oh, how He loves us How He loves us so
price Drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes If grace is a notion we're all sinking <laughs> So heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss And my heart turns violently inside of my chest
pray for your people this morning that they would encounter your love. Do it, Lord. No more regrets. No more regrets. No more regrets. Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that your spirit would be released here. That your love would be released here. In Jesus' name, I tell you this. Your sins are forgiven. They've been washed away in the blood of the Lamb. That he has taken your sin, and the scripture says that he's cast it behind him. He's thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness, and he remembers it no more. His promise in his word is this to you. That his mercy is new every morning. Today is a new day. Yesterday is gone. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. He's doing a new thing. It's a new day for you. And the Father loves you. The Father loves you right where you are. He loves who you are. And he loves you extravagantly. And there's freedom in the love of the Father. Be free, my friends. Be free. Be free. Have your way, O oh God. Be free. Lord, whatever it takes, I pray that you would make the truth of your word, the power of your love, real. Make it real to each person. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to us the width of your love, the length of your love, the height and the depth of your love. Reveal it to us, oh God. Lord, I pray that you'd love us so that we could be a people who live love. Make it so. Lord, I pray that we would know your love, Father, that we could love one another just as you've loved us. Lord, I pray that you would make real to us your love so that we could love those who don't know you. Make it so, God. Make it so, God. Lord, set us free from the lies of the enemy. Set us free from condemnation. Set us free from guilt and from shame. Set us free. My friends, the blood of Jesus is enough. It was enough. It's always been enough. Bless you, Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Maybe uh, at a little bit less volume, we can just play that song again and you guys can be released. I know that there's a, a Sunday school teacher meeting and then 3 o'clock today is going to be a, a party for Anna. I just want you to know that I love you, that God loves you. If you need to hang out and just enjoy the truth of that song again, feel free to do that. If you feel like you need some prayer, if you see me... Like, it's easier to maintain the regrets than to let go of them. Then come on down.
people will pray for you. We'll get to love on you today. But be blessed, my friends, and be free in Jesus' name. Amen.